0: So the one takeaway from that is that it's me, only me, no exceptions, which means that no matter what conflict, what upset, what issues arise, uh, I own my own power to figure out how to navigate through that. So it's really about choosing and attracting the outcomes you want.
1: Hello and welcome to Year of the Pivot on the Beyond Networking podcast. This season, we're learning from individuals and organizations who made monumental shifts in 2020 in order to keep their business alive and continue the mission. I'm your host, Brian Miller, an author, speaker, coach, and consultant on human connection. Today's pivoter is Jason Tanner. Jason is the CEO and co-founder of Applied Frameworks, a consulting firm based in North Carolina. When the world shut down, Jason had 10 employees whose livelihoods and families' security depended on his ability to pivot. Jason served nine years in the Marine Corps and knew that open, consistent, and efficient communication would be the key to moving forward. As you're about to find out, Jason has a direct, linear method of communicating, It actually kind of caught me off guard as I'm used to having free-flowing conversations on this podcast full of diversions and tangents. Instead, Jason is laser-focused. And as far as I can tell, that's why he still has 10 employees today. Pay close attention not only to Jason's content, but the method of his delivery. Check the show notes for all the ways to connect with Jason out there on the socials. Head to yearofthepivot.com for the Pivot Power newsletter, get notified when a new episode drops, the Pivot Pearl of the Week, and gain access to exclusive live streams, masterminds, and clubhouse get-togethers. And now I bring you Jason Tenner. This episode was made possible by Riverside.fm. Capture full, high-quality, raw audio in up to 4K video natively and without any internet interruptions. That's right, even if the internet blips out during the live call, your recording remains pristine. Head to Riverside.fm for your free trial and a big thank you for sponsoring Year of the Pivot. All right. Jason, thank you so much for spending some time with me. How are you?
0: I'm great, Brian. Thanks for having me.
1: Great. Uh, How are you really? That's what I've been asking everybody this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we're we're doing really well. And uh, COVID finally hit us personally, I think, since the last time we talked. And uh, one of our family members uh, went through uh, hospitalization and then went home and then had bacterial pneumonia and uh, unfortunately passed away. So we've
1: oh, no. cycled
0: through that and had a completely different Thanksgiving this year, but I think we're, everyone's bouncing back and, and keeping good memories.
1: Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. I obviously, I had no idea. Uh, do do you want to reschedule? I mean, do you? No, I, that was wanna... two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess in 2022 weeks is a long time, a lot changes, but uh, yeah, well on, on that, no, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, we had, um, we, we had uh, my wife's family also since last we talked had the exact same thing happen. Um, it's uh, it's yeah. The, I mean, the wake was just a few days ago, you know, is, is the whole thing is, is, uh, is brutal this year. So why don't we start with let's stay present for a second. And uh, what what are you working on right now, you and your organization? Like, What's going on this week, this weekend? What are you up to?
0: So a large majority of our organization has been uh, really, I think, continuing to do what they've done to get through the past eight months and work closely with our clients who are Uh, really accelerating into 2021. So we have a couple of different engagements going on for consulting where we're assisting organizations with the changes they wanna make and how they envision solutions for their customers and ultimately deliver those solutions, uh, leveraging the various frameworks that we support. Uh, On the flip side, me personally, uh, I've got several students who are seeking advanced certification. So I work with them online, really around the world. Uh, and it's an asynchronous platform, so I get to read their assignments and give them feedback and send them video messages. Uh, and also, we're doing some exciting things strategically, so uh, we have uh, various partners and opportunities that we're evaluating, and this is a great time of year to do that work as a management team, to really think about the big picture and, uh, and the long game.
1: Yeah, it's great. So it sounds like you you pretty much are are currently working on what you've been working on and and just doing doing more of it doing better doing or or are you are you focused on scaling up to where you were pre-covid right now or what where where are you in that
0: we actually want to scale up beyond where we were pre-covid so we entered uh march and april with uh 10 people and uh we're now at nine and for good reasons uh one of our uh, folks Uh, took a job with an organization on a full-time basis. So he's actually working within the organization doing effectively sort of the same work that he was doing here. Uh, However, he needed uh, different security than from uh, a small company like ours. So it was the right move for everybody. And oftentimes we have uh, people that do leave and and we always support them in those choices because uh, it's the right thing to do. And uh, again, talking about the long game, uh, people come back. Uh, people become clients, so when that happens, uh, we certainly uh, want to do what we can to make that a graceful transition. So going into twenty twenty one, we are looking to grow. So in yeah. fact, we had a conversation this morning about how we're going to fulfill what we see as a big uh, Q one for us.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I, I, something you you, you kind of slipped in there, which was you've had people who worked for you who have gone on to become clients. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. that's. Can you talk me through that? Because that blew my mind for a second. So
0: when uh, a good example would be uh, that we've had uh, a relationship with a financial services company in Texas and a great client. Uh, we've provided uh, various services, training, uh, and education, as well as full-time consultants. And they offered employment to one of the consultants. And a couple months later, he realized that he needed help. Really, just more hands to do the work, more heads and brains to uh, support his, you know, fast uh, moving situation, which is something that we deliver to him,
1: right? Isn't that so interesting that in coaching and consulting that we make our own best clients? I find that when, whenever I, I, you know, I do some coaching and. Typically the people who are coached the best and there are the best clients for me as a coach are people who are coaches, but in different areas, right? Someone who's a, who's a business coach, but needs a speaking coach like me, They're such a good client and vice versa. I've turned around and hired the people that hired me last year to help them speak. I've turned around and hired them as business coaches. And, and I, I wonder, it must, it must be really a dream client to have somebody who used to work for you because they. They, they believe in what you're doing implicitly, they get it, right? No, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. there's definitely uh, a very, I'd say present thinking for us around the idea that this is all about people. Every All of the things that we do to build software and determine uh, how we're gonna launch new products and uh, support internal process development at the end of the day, this is really all about people interacting with people. They're human systems that are supported by technology, and, and as a result, the relationships are what are really most important.
1: Yeah. So let's let's back up then, uh, because at this point, anybody listening or watching this, wherever it happens to be, will have heard my one or two sentence intro for who you are and what you do. But let's back up to a pre-COVID era. Let's go to January of this year. Right. It sounds like 45 years ago now. But January of this year, uh, if you had met somebody at a cocktail party or a social gathering and they asked you, what do you do? What would your answer have been back then?
0: Well, it's the same answer today in that we are supporting our clients' needs for solving serious and significant business problems through the application of various frameworks, both large and small. So how we do that is through a variety of uh, educational programs, as well as uh, coaching and consulting. So in some cases, we're providing, uh, at the time in January, people were flying around to various client offices and working directly uh, in a consulting capacity. Uh, Likewise, for me, uh, I was in uh, a hotel conference room, you know, three miles down the road uh, providing various workshops. And really, that was our rhythm uh, of two to four workshops a month, uh, various client engagements going on, uh, huge travel expenses and hotels and car rentals. Uh, but effectively doing something very similar, which is interacting with, uh, could be in some cases, a thinking framework. Uh, How do we think about innovation and the next version of our product? In other cases, for uh, the majority of what I do, it's how do I choose an agile framework like Scrum or Kanban and uh, implement, implement that with my team to provide better visibility into the progress of the delivery of our work? Uh, So that was really the state for us in January was uh, planning how we are going to uh, schedule our courses, what's our marketing calendar going to look like, which conferences are we going to attend and apply to speak. uh, Where do we want to make our investments in growing our team so that they have a wider range of capabilities to deliver more value? So that's really where we were in January.
1: Yeah. So you were you were flying, you were doing workshops in person, you were thinking about conferences, do it, and you were thinking about growing your team. And then March 12th, 13th, 14th, the couple of days that we'll all remember as long as we live. Uh, So talk me through then what happened? What was going on in your head? What was going on for your team? What were the conversations? Where were you emotionally in those two to three weeks remember remember when they said it was gonna be two weeks two weeks right so what was going on in that in that phase of this year for you so for me personally we struggled for about
0: 72 hours about whether to continue with a planned workshop in person and Uh i actually went to the dollar store and bought what may have been the last dozen hand sanitizers <laughs> and thought about putting them on tables and figuring out chairs and seating and how can I actually do this? You know, I'll clean all the materials that we use all the markers and flip charts and wipe them all down. And, uh, I'd say about 24 hours before, it's like, this is a bad idea. We we've got to cancel this class and reschedule it somehow. Uh, so I went through this back and forth and, series of conversations about how to be safe in doing that. Uh, and then once that decision was made, uh, we all really said, okay, no one else is flying. We're not, we're not going to be doing what we're doing with our clients. Everyone figured out how to shift, uh, all of those interactions online. Fortunately for us, we've been distributed for a long time. So we've already had a mastery of zoom and thank goodness zoom just continues to uh, better support our needs with breakout rooms for training and things like that. We've oh,
1: bre- breakout, aren't breakout rooms uh, just the miracle of, of technology? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. And, and there's so many other yeah. really cool solutions out there now too. Um, but the pivot for us at that point uh, became, okay, how do we leverage everything we know and accelerate? Uh, because for us, yeah. Uh, Our legacy was online collaboration. We've delivered uh, retrospectives online for 200 people in uh, global locations. We've done projects for the Scrum Alliance with a global community of practitioners uh, to do market research and uh, build new programs. So in a way, we had a bit of an advantage that really now it's like, how do we bring people along in a... Uh, reasonable pace, remembering remembering what it was like for us when we were beginners, uh, because that was what it was, was adapting uh, everyone else with us as we were transitioning. Um, For me, I say emotionally as a leader, uh, I knew I had to maintain positivity. And fortunately for me, after 10 years in the Marine Corps, uh, I often say, hey, it's warm, Uh, I'm dry, I've got food, life is good, no one's shooting at me. Um so in a way I, I knew that the communications had to be uh, very uh, even keeled right We, we were going to figure our way through this uh, providing everyone a sense of security uh, about their jobs, uh, about the company that became essential. It took uh, really just about everything that came in from uh, various sources like uh, the scaling up company their their newsletters were, Fantastic. Unfortunately, we have a scaling up coach and uh, he provided a lot of help to say, hey, number one thing to do is communicate. We got into a daily rhythm for those. Like you said, those first two weeks, it was the whole company every day, every day. Here's yeah. what's happening. Here's the latest. Here's the update, uh, even if there are short um, updates. But I think that was essential to keep the cohesion uh, of the whole team uh, together uh, that we're going to weather this. Um And then uh, as our sort of ecosystem of of partners and and the ways that we deliver services and certifications, as those shifted, uh, we had to migrate. So for us, uh, a big dramatic challenge was how do we recreate this very rich, immersive, interactive, hands-on experience that we do in a conference room to a platform like Miro or Mural? So we went through a quick evaluation of tools. We chose Miro. And really, just buckled down for five days and built out this experience in Miro, and then delivered it and and tested it out. Fortunately, it worked great. Um, and, and it's really, I <laughs> think, due to a lot of hard work and and you know, deep thinking by the team that figured it out. Uh, you know, okay, what do we? How would we do a virtual flip chart for this exercise? How can we twist it since everyone doesn't have a marker in their hand? You know, what's what's mm-hmm. the right timing for that? Uh, how do you explain to people this the the button to click to make the virtual sticky note, uh, and then we just navigated from there.
1: It sounds like communication was the the theme of the year for you both internally and externally. I mean, you, you have the the new the you know the new issue of when you're doing the workshops, you don't just have to nail the workshop and deliver like you used to. You also have to teach the client and the attendees how to use the tech seamlessly in order to get the world-class workshop experience. I mean, there's two levels to it now, right? I mean, because it's no good delivering that experience if they get messed up or uh, by the tech, if they can't find the right button, right? You know how frustrating it is when someone is, you know on a virtual platform is like, all right, we're all going to do this now. And you're the only one that doesn't seem to be able to find the the thing. And even if the content is great, you can just feel like, oh, this, this sucks. You know, like <laughs> you could just feel like that if you're there. So yeah, I, would imagine you almost have a meta level where you, you, you had to continue working with your clients and your attendees, your customers through all the work that you normally do for them, but you also had to get them accustomed to the virtual space and get them acquainted with the virtual space. And that, I imagine that even became part of the trainings in the beginning, right?
0: Yeah, we thought about it and determined that we needed an orientation uh, hour, uh, not only to do a few things to build a community of learners uh, and participants, but also to walk through uh, everything. And uh, I think that was a wise decision. Uh, and we've refined that now. Now we've we've got a video uh, and sort of a self-paced uh, little set of exercises people can just do on their own at their leisure. But you know, building that group of people that are going to be together for 14 hours uh, is important because, you know, one thing I I think people are identifying now is the fatigue. And we often get the feedback from people is like, wow, we're done already. That went fast. You know, some so deliberate breaks, you know, 50 minutes, 10 minute break, 50 minutes, 10 minute break. People can get through those four hours if they're engaged. And the only way to get that engagement is if they're connected to the people in their group and are comfortable with the technology. So. Uh, It's definitely worth the investment in time and uh, everything does take longer online. So for us, for me, I want to go fast paced. It's like, hey, I just got to slow down my mental clock. We're going to have plenty of time. We're going to get through this. I can answer people's questions, give them what they need for them to accomplish their goals while we're working together uh, online.
1: So it's I mean the way you've described this all and and by the way i am not sure I knew that you were a marine, so that's wild uh i get I'm looking at you now i am like, well, yeah, obviously, but. <laughs> yeah right okay obviously uh but which is which is amazing and and that's a conversation you and I can have personally some other time I'm clearly not, but having said that uh i've i uh have an ongoing relationship with navy entertainment and I've been um all over the world on many um navy bases and of course on many of the bases. Everybody's there, you know. Even if it's a Navy base, right? Mm-hmm. I've met Marines and Army and and um, and everybody else. And uh, truly, all three of those tours I did in—I uh, was in Bahrain, I was in Djibouti, I was all over. You know, I was in Spain and Italy and um, uh, and all over Asia, which was which was a blast. And in Japan, and South Korea, and Singapore—it's just amazing. Uh, what's amazing about that is it makes so much more sense now. Once you said that the leadership style that took you through this year, that got you through this year. uh, Because I met all those people and I remember the life-changing experience that was flying all over the world and going onto bases and meeting all the folks and the difference between hearing about the troops, right, the troops, hearing about that on the news or reading about it and actually being on the ground over there and getting the tours. I was there as an entertainer, as a speaker, right? But that's only one hour of my day. The rest of it, they loved it to take us around, right? And show show the the visitor all the stuff. And it's just you you can't have any concept of what it takes to run those operations over there. And the communication has to be absolutely locked down to such a tight degree or so much can go wrong so quickly. So I it makes so much so much sense once you said that that uh that, that was the approach that you you took this year. Having said that, what kind of you know what? What kind of stumbling happened uh, along the way this year? Because the way you told it, it almost just sounded like everything worked out perfectly, which I, I cannot be true, and I know is is not is not the case. Did you have any attempts that didn't work? Uh, you know, ways that you tried to do things that didn't work that you learned, or did you lose team members at, at one point? Did you have to let anybody go at the beginning?
0: So fortunately, we've no one's gone. Uh, everyone's oh. still here uh, except for the one. A uh, gentleman who took a, a full-time job with a larger corporation. Uh, we actually gained uh, somebody else uh, through this, um, so that's obviously you know intensely uh, satisfying and uh, a great uh, outcome for us. Uh, we had some stumbles from uh, just managing finances, uh, ensuring that there was uh, uh, on time payments with clients some clients got stretched Um, we had got stretched in paying our bills uh of course it it just became became a cash management challenge so the big thing i'm taking away from this is we're going to 2021 is a bigger cash reserve as a small company Uh, so Mm. we're actually planning deliberately in the budget for how to ensure we've got uh, the same type of emergency fund we'd have in a in a household Uh, i say we we did a couple of experiments for uh marketing um, obviously, when we've gone from a very local experience of an in-person workshop, uh, it is by default uh, com- uh, constrained for who can compete because they've got to get here. So I like to say in a way we almost, you know, owned the, you know, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Research Triangle Park mm-hmm. market because I'm here. For someone to come in from Texas, it, it becomes diff- more difficult and they've got to compete. Well, virtual training is leveled the playing field. We have people from the UK that could teach a class in the East Coast to- Eastern Time Zone if they wanted to. Uh, so there's been a whole lot of price uh, competition uh, and location competition because we are bound to you know, follow the rules of various organizations that we're aligned with to uh, present what we're doing with a-, a location so people can be aware of like, okay, this will be in the Eastern Time Zone at this time. Well, what might have been uh, 15 or 20 uh, classes a week now it could be 200. Uh, so, it's, uh, of course, it's great for buyers, people seeking the certifications and the training, because they have so many choices. In some cases, it may be overwhelming for them. On the other hand, for us, we've seen the you know pressure uh, for pricing. So, trying to get the right representation of who we are and what we do and how we do it, we've we've had to fine tune it. We've had some misses for sure. Yeah, um, I'd say yeah. from a uh, delivery perspective, um, I—I wouldn't know if I call them missteps. I've, I would call them challenges in, in how we deliver service virtually. What would been what would have been a very um, interactive, uh, full day experience of consulting and working together to uh, complete an objective, like to develop an initial. Uh, product backlog of uh, the potential requirements and acceptance criteria for a software product. Now it's broken up into pieces. Right, we can't. We're not going to spend eight hours on Zoom doing that. We might do four two-hour sessions, and well, what do you do with the other six hours of your day? You know, how do you balance and and uh, different clients and you know make everyone happy? Uh, those probably been the the most interesting you know challenges we've navigated uh, from a delivery point of view.
1: That, that point that you made about, uh, you, you can't own the market anymore, uh, is, uh, it's been so felt, you know, and, and we're in related, although not, not identical, you know, kind of markets and industries, me as a, as a speaker and I'm by myself and you're, 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 you're a firm, you're an agency, right? A little different, but we do similar types of work, you know, and I've been running virtual workshops all year. Um, and it's it's really true for, even though I did work all over the world, I traveled all over the world, I owned New England, right? Connecticut, Massachusetts, because this was, I had been keyword optimized, hashtagged for so long in this area with so many reviews that I came up first everywhere. G- if you were searching, Google searching with a geographic location anywhere within about three hours from where I live or four hours from where I live, now uh, any, like you said, anybody from anywhere in the world can work for the same firms in Boston that I would have worked for, or in New York that I would have worked for Connecticut. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, also, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't take me two weeks to do three events in three different countries anymore. It can take one day in one day I can do three events in three different countries. So it's, it's, it, which means i Also, I can compete with people in Germany where they used to earn the own the German market. I've had like three inquiries from Germany in the last couple of weeks. You know, it it would have been cost prohibitive for them to bring me there just for three hours, but we can do it on Zoom. You know, uh. So it's it's really interesting. Um, as we come on to the to the end of this, I have three specific questions that I ask everybody in the Pivot Project to kind of. Uh, a standardized question so that I can figure out where everybody fits as we're going to build this out into the into the book and everything else. So the first one, and this is probably the trickiest of the three. So feel free to take a second and I'll edit out any long pauses. Don't worry. Uh, How would you describe this year 2020 in one word? One word. Challenging. What characteristics or personality traits of yours, in particular, as the leader, as the owner, as the CEO, uh, would you say were crucial to your survival, if not your your thriving this year?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a practitioner of responsibility. So I work with uh, Christopher Avery in a responsibility company and a really... Uh, benefited from that experience uh, and a path to mastery of responsibility. So the one takeaway from that is that it's me, only me, no exceptions, which means that no matter what conflict, what upset, what issues arise, uh, I own my own power to figure out how to navigate through that. So it's really about choosing and attracting the outcomes you want. So Uh, that really helps a lot to avoid blame, uh, avoid feelings of justification or obligation to say, no, I'm responsible. I'm choosing what I'm going to do and how I'm going to respond. So the heart heart there, which is relevant to COVID, is respond. So the responsibility uh, characteristics are probably top of the list. Um, Integrity, for sure, because the communications always had to be 100%. Yeah. Uh, honest and clear, uh, perseverance, uh, for sure. Uh, I said positivity before. I don't know if you've actually put that in as a as a trait, but to me, I think that's part of it it's a it's, a, it's an optimistic uh, worldview. Uh, of course, there are uh, challenges, there's uh, things that will go wrong but I still believe that there's a, a, a way to navigate through to uh, uh, an outcome that's going to be po- uh, positive.
1: Um, yeah. Respect. Yeah.
0: Absolutely respect. And the thing for me that's challenging is empathy uh, because I think by my personality, I've been tested for this, uh, I'm challenged by empathy. So really building mm-hmm. that up and, and recognizing uh, that people are experiencing this completely different than me. And uh, taking my f- own foot off the gas for the organization has been important uh, at times the past eight months.
1: What I, do you, what do you mean right. by that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, the the challenge is really being able to put myself into someone else's shoes to imagine experiencing uh, a situation from their point of view. That That's difficult for me. Uh, so the more I read about that in various articles that were thankfully published over the past eight months where I realized, okay, I'm not really getting fatigued by Zoom. Other people are, and here's what's going on for them, and here's what I need to do differently to adapt to them and what they're experiencing, and that's okay. And that's, I think, been uh, important to work on as a muscle, because I think it is Uh. a psychological muscle
1: for i mean you're i mean right in my i literally wrote a book on perspective taking right so like you're literally that that is what i teach and train is what you just what you just said and i think what you just said when you said and that's okay that's the part so many people never get to about perspective taking and about kind of tactical empathy as chris voss might say which is that once you recognize that other people have, it's it's good to, first, you have to recognize other people have different wants, needs, and beliefs than you do, right? Uh, but saying, and that's okay, that is so hard to do, right? That's like the hard thing to do. Because once you've accepted that it's okay that people have different wants, needs, and beliefs, then you can say, you know, even though this isn't, this is, I don't need to you know, I don't need something different than what's happening right now this person might <laughs> and I need to do what it takes for them and this is a communication tool too it's a really powerful communication tool once you realize that the person on the other end of the conversation that it's and and this goes to responsibility like you said I always preach that if you've been misunderstood, it's your fault. It's, it's my responsibility to make myself clear to the people I'm communicating with. And that it's, it's not good enough to say, well, they've, they've misunderstood me. No, you didn't, you didn't understand what I was saying. You're the one doing the communicating, right? It's your job to make sure that they've understood. So I, I, I would imagine I, I, that is an incredible thing that you know that about yourself. Uh, I think there's, lack of empathy or or difficulty with with empathy is actually very common um and i feel like if you told somebody you lack empathy they'd think that it was a real attack but it we're not trained in empathy right like we you didn't learn it there was no school they, there was no class in elementary school or high school or college where they taught you how to do perspective taking how to take on somebody else's point of view uh it's really lacking and really difficult so i i I think that's awesome that, uh, that you recognize that and you were able to dig into that. And I imagine that's, that's a huge part of, of your success this year and why you've been able to keep the team and, and, and even possibly grow your team. That's amazing. So last question, I think you kind of answered this in the, last, in the previous one, but just formally, at this point, we're in December of 2020. It's been a long year looking into the new year, which is typically that time of year when everybody is like, new year, new me, right? For our, for us, for our organizations. What is your outlook at this point on the future of your business? Well,
0: I think it's still quite positive. In fact, uh, we're, like I said, navigating through how we're going to staff what we're seeing for Q1 already. So I have a very positive outlook. I think that we're Fortunate to be positioned to be uh, ready to accelerate uh, and continue growing, uh, and I think the signals that we're seeing economically, uh, based on uh, you know recent news uh, about vaccines, is just going to continue to uh, you know raise the positive economic outlook. Um, and along with that, in some cases, I can remember in uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, uh, those were still good years. So some. Uh, of the verticals that we're aligned with are recession proof. So uh, that's fortunate for us that we've got sort of that legacy uh, of capabilities to work with those particular clients. Uh, Of course, we want to work with uh, as many as we can, um, but we tend to be a little bit impervious. It's really for us about execution. So we're really raising our game and our execution you know, automating some manual processes that just take a lot of time that could be automated that's where we're going to turn our attention as efficiency to accelerate
1: that's great well listen uh jason uh, i'm I'm thrilled that you've been so you know successful and that uh you've you've made it through this year and that you're positive about it i'm uh, I'm really really sorry to hear about uh your recent uh, personal loss um that's just devastating. And, uh, this year is relentless in, uh, in some ways. So, um, I appreciate you you meeting with me and being open and still having this conversation in, in the, in the wake of all, all that. Um, I wish you, you know, you and your family, uh, the very best. And I know it'll be a difficult holiday season. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um,
0: thanks for you too.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, where, where would you like, to have people go look for you uh, if, you know, we've got organizations and all kinds of folks that may be listening, reading, watching this in any different form, uh, where should they find you?
0: Sure, appliedframeworks.com is our website and you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I believe it's Jason B. Tanner will be the link at the end, uh, but I'm pretty visible on even on Google, fortunately, just sure. through all the training and speaking I've done. Uh, but the starting, best starting point is our website
1: awesome awesome well hey thank you again i really really appreciate your time and uh i'm sure we will stay in touch i think we have uh, plenty of overlap
0: oh absolutely brian i appreciate the opportunity thank you